2: And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time.
0: Thank you for downloading the Podcast Ianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Ianos. I am Jordan Hall, and with me, as always, Eric Wayne. Eric, how's your bracket faring?
1: My bracket is amazing. Everything about my bracket is perfect.
2: I was just looking at it when I was preparing, and to the best of my knowledge, you were actually at the top – Of our little bracket group, the Podcastianos, and your champion, I believe you have Kansas? Kansas. Still kicking.
1: Yeah, um, I picked state for the final four, but I did not have them in the championship game. Because my theory on this is I live in Michigan. Everybody I play is in Michigan. um, So most people are going to pick Michigan State to win it all. So if I pick somebody else and somebody else does it, I'm going to have a disproportionately larger advantage.
2: Yes, that was that's turned out to be true. I did the same thing. It just my team was Kentucky who apparently is not good.
1: That was stupid. You shouldn't have picked them. They lost. Noted.
2: <laughs> um were you any were you able to catch any of that Michigan State game?
1: Yeah, I watched most of the second half and Bryce Harper just did. No, that was a different, different game. game. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Harper plays for Stephen F. Austin. Middle Tennessee actually beat Michigan State. Uh, spoiler alert on that. Sorry, Sparty fans.
2: It was kind of one of those like for 38 minutes. I was trying to figure out how is State going to come back and still win by 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so many bad decisions at the end. But
1: yeah, yeah, I saw the last like good 10. I guess second half for 10 minutes. I the, all these games start to blend into each other for me. To be honest with you. <laughs> But
2: that's uh, what makes the tournament fun. We love it.
1: Yeah. So much basketball. And, like, they have that little break for dinner time that's, like, an hour or, or two hours. And you're like, why are you depriving me of basketball?
2: Yeah, and dinner's What's the time when be... you need the television the most. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah. Wh- what are you going to do? Talk to your family? That's lame.
2: <laughs> Did you watch any of Michigan's uh, loss last night to Notre Dame? I watched the first half. <sighs> and then I went to bed because I'm freaking old. Yeah, that that is true. They – they they play decent, but Michigan's just not very good. But anytime anyone essentially loses to Notre Dame, I feel like it's just a bad day for for all involved.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame is terrible. Although the Michigan deserves to lose because their shorts look like crap. It looks like the 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 truck that puts the lines on the road and has the paint all over just like ran over their you know
2: shorts. Whitney thinks it looks like a cummerbund.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, like a really crappy cummerbund.
2: But next year we go to Jordan, so. Not me, the, the brand.
1: Oh, is that right?
2: Yeah. Starting in August, I will be investing in some, some gear, if you know what I mean. Neat. Enjoy that. <laughs> so all this madness uh, brings us to this week's leadoff question, which is, who from the Tigers would you assume has the best bracket?
1: Um, you know, Max Scherzer would have been my pick because Ooh. he seems like gambler, bracket, organizer, <laughs> office pool guy, and he kind of was. You know all the fantasy games and stuff, but he's no longer with the Tigers. If you didn't know that, um, but I'm going to pick somebody who um, is thorough. Maybe take some notes, and that would be JD Martinez. Oh, I, I think nice. he'd be thorough writing stuff down and what would have a good bracket what do you think who's who's the best bracket
2: um well as we were talking about before the show picking your bracket is just nonsense like there's no predicting there's That's no there's no data that can help you out and for that reason i figured i want someone who's not super big on data and i went with anthony ghost
1: yeah he does not care
2: for the data <laughs> which we'll, we'll get into that later
1: bracket picking is a sham
2: if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on the Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23 Eric is at Eric, And the show is at Podcastianos. And we would be forever grateful if you would take the time to show us some love on iTunes by subscri- uh, subscribing. Subscribing. Subscribe. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Rating us and leaving us a nice review. We've fallen from our peak, which was number 10 on the iTunes chart. Uh, but there's still time to climb. So thank you in advance.
1: I'm so mean to you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm
2: over it. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Gianos. Uh Let's begin our Tigers talk this week by focusing in on one of the pleasant surprises, I would say, of spring training this far. That being the battle for the fifth starter spot behind Verlander, Zimmerman, Annieball, and Big Pelf. Um, we came into camp thinking that it was a foregone conclusion that Norris had the gig. Has this changed for you?
1: I suppose it has. I thought for sure it would be Norris. But, um... He's been a little inconsistent, I guess is the best word, and throwing a lot of pitches. And he was scratched today with uh, lower back stiffness, which is different than lower front stiffness, but still a concern.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, they said it was um, after, he w- after he was in the weight room. It didn't sound like it was too awfully big of a deal, but anytime you got a young kid like that getting scratched from the start, it, it makes you a little nervous.
1: And you add that to his, I mean, he's been all right, I guess. I haven't followed it real close, to be honest with you. But it's been less consistent than some of
2: the other guys. His main problem this spring has been um, his inefficiency. Um, um. In Let's see, I, I have the stats down. Um, where are the stats?
1: He's been throwing a lot of
2: pitches. Basically. He's been throwing a lot of pitches. Um. Oh, and he's only he's only thrown two in any any particular outing so far this spring. Two innings, two innings at a time. Yeah. Right.
1: So we're March 19. So we have a couple more weeks.
2: Yeah. This, oh, there, there's definitely still time. I'd say at at the moment, I mean that that's a little concern. Pelfrey and Boyd have both thrown five recently, and he hasn't been able to get out of the which and maybe maybe the start he was just scratched from was when he was going to try and go three or four that could be and you juxtapose that with matt boyd who's been pretty on fire so far this year um five earned over three or 13 and two-thirds excuse me and we saw him actually in bradenton for one of those starts when he gave up four of the five um four of those five earned, and it was in one inning and it was greatly aided by misplayed balls by Sheerholtz and and winton but to me, it looks more more than just the numbers it It looks like he has uh, you know as Jim would say, the full arsenal working um do you think it's it's the slider that's now setting everything else up, or has he just gained a little know how
1: well, you raved about the slider when you were there, didn't you
2: yes i I definitely i mean you you could see noticeable improvement because he threw it last year, just mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily anything special
1: and Boyd is. Um, he hasn't had the same major league experience as Norris, but he's as old or a little older than Norris.
2: I think he's 25 and Norris is 22.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe a safer bat. I, my mind is starting to change about Norris. Like for sure, at the at the beginning, I just wanted to stick him in there. Like he's the fifth guy. He's going to be great. But I'm... I know I shouldn't change my mind this this flippantly, but maybe maybe you put Boyd in there and just give Norris a little time in Toledo, get his feet under him, and he'd be the first guy to, to come back up on his time.
2: And I think something that that we've talked about before is things change so quickly. There are all yes. three of these, uh, and we'll get to Shane Green, all three of these guys are going to get starts at the big league level at some point will. this year. Yes. So who starts the year um, is something for us to talk about. I don't know that it's a, a massive deal, but we, we will talk about it.
1: And, I mean, there has to be some um, calculus done here on on Sanchez. Where is he at? And then also we're not going to need a fifth starter until – um a week and a half into this season maybe it's not that long i
2: believe it's the 14th the 14th really yeah wow it's it's a little it's like it's like 10 days after the start of the year
1: yeah so we've had this same process unfold before whether it was like last year or two years ago so there's you know, to name a fifth starter right now is not even something that you
2: have to do. No. How, how important to you is the going deep into ball games now that we have, you know, knock on wood, hopefully not a terrible bullpen. Is right. it, is it maybe a little bit easier to have somebody out there who's maybe not quite as reliable to give you six innings? I mean, something, um, something a little bit more still, like yours.
1: It's still important. I think it's still important. Now at the beginning of the year, I, it, I all bets are off on that because I do not want to tax guys early. Like if they give you five or six solid, maybe seven, like for the horses and stuff, that's enough at the beginning of the year. Let the I mean, they're still ramping up. Like I don't wasn't Verlander or something like three or years ago like a hundred and twenty some pitches on opening day or something like that? Yeah, we did not need that.
2: I think he had did he have a shutout going, something like that. Like yeah, that yeah he wanted he was, to finish or you know, I'm assuming that was Leland at that point. wanted, wanted him to yeah. finish it. Um I go ahead, did you have something to add?
1: That just makes no sense to me.
2: No, absolutely not. Especially hopefully this year we have guys that can finish games. But I was yeah. doing some some research. Um Boyd started ten games for us after he came over. He gave us five innings in eight of those ten. Which I, I would not have guessed. Like I don't my memory yeah. of him wasn't wasn't quite that good he
1: started 10 games for us early uh
2: and it kind of blacked out during some of the last
1: two months of our season to be honest with you
2: which was extremely understandable it was um it was it was brutal but you compare that to norris who had nine starts for us and completed six innings only twice and four times he didn't last five wow i mean talent is clearly not the issue he had um I don't have the K. Lots and lots of K's in those innings, and he he pitched fairly well, but I mean that's that you can't just you can't have that every fifth day. And not to say that that's where he's still at, because
1: you're making a solid case for Boyd.
2: I, I like I like Boyd. Um, and I can
1: tell you who it's not going to be, and it's not going to be Fulmer because no. he was designated,
2: which is which is a good thing. I, I didn't want that to be um a you know last day before camp ends what are we going to do with him make up your mind keep him as a starter send yep. him down and just let him pitch you know I'm I mean? not
1: surprised they sent him down I was I was surprised they sent him down that early in camp
2: yeah and I w- I would have liked to have seen him maybe another week I don't know just just get him down there and get get him rolling right um Shane Green the the other who I think the the article I read this year or this week was talking about the battle between Norris and Shane Green. Didn't even didn't even mention Boyd, which is kind of a shame.
0: Right. Um,
2: but Shane Green three earned over eight and two thirds this spring, ten Ks. He was electric in, in my mind before the the injury issue. I don't know was that three or four starts into the year. Mm-hmm. He appears to be over it now. Um, it's it's a really nice problem to have, isn't it? So is
1: Norris in third place now?
2: In, in if I were the manager and, you know, we can only see what happens on the front field for nine innings. Like we, we don't know what happens yep. on the backfields, but in my mind, from what we've seen on the front field, I would say yes. Wow. And and that's just me. I'm sure that, you know, Lynn and Chris Iatt would say, would say differently.
1: Well, it just goes to show you that I only know anything about basketball. I obviously do not know anything about baseball. Cause I thought Norris was the dude. So,
2: so um, just you, your coaching philosophy, like how do you decide who gets the first crack? You have Boyd, who's kind of the safe guy, who seems the most um, stable, dip, dip, stable. There you go. Norris has the upside and and Shane Green has a little bit more major league experience and a little more tenure with the Tigers. Like what what factors into that decision for you?
1: I mean, how nice is the person? Do they have a good attitude? Are they a polite person? Like, do they say thank you after you give them something? That's probably what I'd go on.
2: Fair enough. So I was looking at it. The, um, we, we talked about the, the Mud Hens rotation last week. And you'll have the, loser, lo- the losing two of this group, which I had as um, Green and Norris, Michael Falmer, Buck Farmer, and hopefully my boy Lucas Harrell. That can yeah. win some, that's going to win some games. That is, that is a good rotation. <laughs> I might have to get down to Toledo. I've, I've, actually yeah. never, I've never been to Toledo.
1: I want to go to Toledo too. Let's, I also have never been.
2: Let's meet up there. That sounds like fun. You, me, and Blaine Hardy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully
2: Blaine's not there. Hopefully
1: he's in Detroit.
2: Yeah. That's that. That was not what I was implying. Sorry, Blaine. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. I okay. understand. So the the talk of camp continues to be one Brian Holiday, which I believe they're calling Babe Holiday. Um, who who is calling him that? I, I Who's the they? The in quotes they is the the Twitter the Twitterverse.
1: Yeah, I'd never listen to Twitter people.
2: Agreed. Um, I jotted down a few possible landing spots for him. Did, did, did okay. you come up with any?
1: Uh, I've heard the
2: Mets. The Mets is an interesting choice. They have some. I, I wrote uh, wrote down Houston. They have Jason Castro, and behind that's virtually nothing. Mm -hmm. And the Diamondbacks, I I can't even name a a Diamondbacks catcher. So that that might just be my lack of knowledge as opposed to. Do you
1: like how we've just already kicked him off the team? (laughs) Like, we didn't even talk about can the Tigers keep him. We're just like, oh, where is he going to go?
2: (laughs) Yeah, um, I actually have in the notes a little bit further on. (laughs) Is there a scenario where we could keep him? And what, what what would he have to do in spring to make us keep him?
1: Well, in spring, I don't know if you can. We have the 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 business with the f- – because the 14th of April is the first time we need a, another starter, right? Yep. You could carry a
2: third catcher yeah, for 10 days or whatever. Give Avila and, another 10 days to possibly work something out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: And it gives you another bat. It, you know, holiday – could in a emergency even more than better than emergency in a pinch um play you some third play you some outfield something like that um i don't i don't know though how he could keep him one thing that's going for holiday though which is something that's different than what's happening that for avilas avilas is getting paid like 2 million bucks saltalamakia is on the minimum yeah but now the handedness thing Works out better for Salza Lamachia, right? Do I have that right?
2: Yes, yeah, he's a he's a switch hitter.
1: Again, I think they I think Salza is still higher on the depth chart. And I th- it would take a lot for Holiday to pass him.
2: If we're being honest, I would rather have Salza Lamachia for this season than I would for Holiday. Which is yeah. it's a shame to say because I I like Holiday and I like that he's homegrown, but I mean Salza lamachia has got more power. He hits from the left side.
1: Um, Holiday has hit well this spring, but. It's also this spring. Yes,
2: exactly. Um, if if we were to move him, slash, when we will when we move him, what right. what type of return would you be looking for? Would you what would you like for him?
1: Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, remember when we had Scott Sizemore, yes. and it was time to be done with Scott Sizemore, and Dombrowski moved him to the A's for David. I better say it right now. Paul. No, I almost did it wrong. Percy. Percy, yes. David Percy, nice. Um, David Paulie came in the Fister trade, yeah. and yeah. everybody forgot about him. Um, so I think uh, if you had a guy like that, would probably because I th- I think Sizemore was exposed to waivers and all that business too. That's why I'm kind of trying to coming up, trying to come up with that comp. Um, but a fringe uh, reliever, somebody who could you know, maybe appear for you, you know, in, in the major leagues this year, something like that.
2: Yeah. I think, I think either that, or a, a, like you say, fringe, maybe top 15 prospect, you know, someone deep, you know, probably at at single a somebody that's a couple years away, but maybe projectable. That'd be my hope. Right. A younger kid.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'm even being too optimistic. I mean, it's not,
2: I think that yours is, I think yours is very, very realistic. Um, but I hope that, Hopefully, we can get somebody with a little higher upside than that. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm always thinking long term. As far, <laughs> I like I like the the current crop of guys that we have now.
1: Right. I mean, Holiday still does not have options. He still would have to stick with the team, basically for the entire year. A team would have to think like this is my backup guy. Yeah. And yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm not so sure on that. We're not there. The Tigers aren't there, obviously. So, it, obviously, you've mentioned some teams that are maybe in a in a different spot for that.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting like if we were to move him at the deadline, I feel like you could get a lot more for him, somebody specifically needing to fill a hole, you know, for the stretch yep. run. But, you know, to to have way more months of control of him will will fetch us less, which is it's kind of a quirk of the game.
1: Do you think Avila's working on it right now? I mean, so guys can so a different team could get him into camp or uh, maybe you just want to wait and see if anything were to happen to McCann or, so, or to Altamaki, like he would get hurt, that one of them would get hurt or something.
2: I think he's got to be working on it right now because I feel like I've seen chatter that that there's been a little bit of movement, like no no teams listed, but I feel like I've seen, you know, right. there's, there's action on that front.
1: His stock may not be higher because oh. he is slugging the ball.
2: Yes. Oh, I, I, if you're going to move him, every passing day only can hurt value. <laughs> <you. laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want him to turn back into, no offense, Brian, but Brian Holiday. Ouch. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw this, um, but Ausmus has mandated that our boy Anthony Ghost work on his bunting by uh, the spring by bunting in every game.
1: That's a crappy idea. <laughs> I, no, I mean, practicing bunting isn't a crappy idea, but any additional bunting is bad. I hate bunting so much, Jordan.
2: Even really even do. drag bunting?
1: Oh, you know, the only time I like bunting is if you're, if the third baseman is playing back and you're bunting for a base hit as a exploit the defense kind of move. But Ghost is, I suppose that's why he's practicing it, but he's not a good bunter. Right. I've, And if he's not a good bunter at this point, you think about how many years of his life he's been playing baseball. And he's not a good bunter. Like, is he going to learn it in two weeks in some spring
2: training? And he's never not been fast, which is the key thing to, you know, bunting.
1: That's the thing, like, with Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson was a fast person, but he could not steal bases. And it's like every spring, well, we're going to work with Austin to steal more bases. At what point do you say, this person is not good at this skill?
2: Yes. And and sadly, I think Ghost is right there with him for stealing bases. I mean, he, he's not he's not a bad base dealer per se, but for as fast as he is, I don't think his base stealing skill will ever catch up to that.
1: Whereas Rajay Davis, Rajay Davis is fast, uh, but... He was a good base stealer. Like, he had that skill set. Even if he were to lose a half a step, he would still be a good base stealer.
2: Yeah, people don't realize that there's a, there's a skill to it. The, the reading of I the pitcher. I'm, I'm sure there is because there are guys, um, none come to mind, but there are guys who are slow, who are good base stealers. And, you know, there's, there's got to be something more to it. Um, so my take on this is this whole thing will be forgotten by mid-April. Yes, let's hope. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so before we move on from Anthony Ghost, um, are you concerned, going back to last week, um, <laughs> are you concerned that he thinks that sabermetrics are, in air quotes, a scam?
1: No, I'm not concerned in the least. In fact, I, it doesn't, it beyond doesn't bother me. I kind of want my baseball players to think that advanced statistics are a, a, a pain. I want a guy who likes dirt and sliding and running after things. None of those things have anything to do with math.
2: Yeah. You don't have to have a calculator for any of those things.
1: No. If you have a calculator in your pocket, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you, you just run after the ball and you hit the ball. Like, you know, if your coach can tell you one or two things to look for and let your coaches handle the strategy, You baseball, you baseball play. That's what your job is. I don't want my guys to think about that stuff.
2: Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. You said that. You said that last week and you've and you've converted me. Um, You know who is also on your side? Uh, One Goose Gossage. Did you see what he he had to say this past week? Yes, yes, I did. Um, In case you were unaware, he, uh, old man ranted um, that, let's see, I have the quote, the game is becoming a freaking joke because of the nerds who are running it. I'll tell you what has happened. These guys played Roto Baseball at Harvard or wherever the heck, we'll say, Uh, they went and thought they figured out, or excuse me, figured the game out. Well, they don't know stuff
1: (laughs) nice nice editing (laughs) see this is where i in goose part ways because i want my general manager i want my manager i want my coaches to be as sophisticated as possible absolutely i want them to look for angles i want them to play the numbers that's different than my players and i want coaches and managers that can take the information and Process it into something that is useful to baseball players. I don't need my baseball players doing this. Yeah,
2: any advantage That's that, the that the front office can give you, why would you not want that? Right.
1: Shifting, all that kind of stuff, I, I want to use that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, pop times as far as being able to, to know yep. who you can run on, who you can't. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's And you would assume that an old school guy like that, somebody who's into Competition, you know. I'm assuming he was a grinder. It was well before my time. Like, why wouldn't you want to maximize your competitiveness? He's just old. That's what God, yeah. Like. It,
1: I tell you what. Like, I do not understand some of the old man rantings about this. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, it just—you d- okay, don't have to understand everything about the advanced numbers to say, "Oh, here is some additional information that might help us." And just to dismiss it outright is buffoonery.
2: <laughs> and there's lots of websites out there. If you Google understanding sabermetrics, they'll <laughs> explain it to you. Yeah. All right. Speaking of another bloodbath, let's move on to the Chicago White Sox. For those of you who haven't been following the soap opera, Adam mm-hmm. LaRoche, first base from the White Sox, retired this week after general manager Kenny Williams told him uh, to bring his 14-year-old kid Drake around the clubhouse less. Um, the players, who apparently loved Drake, put on a big show about um, coming to the LaRoche's defense, including Chris Sale, who had a, an expletive-laden um, meeting with, with Kenny. And then I believe he questioned uh, Kenny's dedication to the team in the media. <sighs>
1: Boom. Oh, Oh, what a horrible situation for the White Sox! It makes me smile so much. The
2: only team that could this, that, that this could possibly happen to is the White Sox, which makes it so much more fun. Like
1: what? What a mess to be! There is so many layers and angles to this thing. Um, to to me, to break down my angle on it is the losing Adam Laroche and his kid makes absolutely no difference and it's a really good thing for that team
2: because he is terrible
1: right so now did the the question is to what degree did kenny williams put the pressure on that clubhouse to say you are welcome here less if it's Hey, you know, we, it would be nice to have an environment where he wasn't around quite so much. Could you could you have some breaks? Or if it was, hey, we don't really want to see him around here again. It seems like it was the the former. Yes, it just kind of mixing in a little bit more institutional control. Um, and if that's the case, I'm Team Williams. But what you cannot do is piss off Chris Sale.
2: Who's the only, well, this one of two good players that you have. Oh,
1: He is the biggest asset you have on that team, and you cannot piss him off. Now, maybe, I don't know the ins and outs of this. Maybe Sale is putting it on a show over the top and wanting to be a, a good teammate. But Adam Eaton is out there like, yeah, we lost a really good asset today. Or I forget his exact leader. quote. Leader. <laughs> a leader. Talking about this kid in the clubhouse.
2: Like, I guess when Robin Ventura is your chief, you look for all the leaders you can. Ouch.
1: Ouch. Oh, man. Ventura hasn't been beat up this much since Nolan Ryan got him.
2: Oh, no. Burn. So I started because uh, I started off in the like it's in his contract, it's his right, you know what I mean? because they, they said that, yeah. that LaRoche has it in his contract. Yeah. And I started there, which in theory is true. Um, but I had a, a Twitter back and forth with a guy from Newsweek called John Walters who likened okay. it to um, a buffet where if you go up for seconds and thirds, like that's fine. but when you, you know when you're pushing to stay there like all day, it kind of yep. gets much, which which was kind of an interesting way of thinking of it. Um, right. And I'm sure that when LaRoche put that in the contract or his representatives, there's like, I'm thinking every day. When Kenny put that in the contract, he's thinking, okay, once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, right. they just, ha- they clearly had different ideas about what that was going to look like.
1: My understanding is this Drake kid um, does some classes in the winter and does some mm-hmm. homeschooling but otherwise, he is in in and around the clubhouse every day, mm-hmm. and I think the club is well within their rights to say, like, hey, you know, let's let's tone it down here a little bit. Yeah, but, but again, you can't piss off your your team. It's got to be kind of a team decision. Or Ken Williams should, you know, if he got a complaint or not got a complaint. If you don't have a complaint, I guess you just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. If you do have a complaint, you need to build a little consensus and understanding about, Hey, is this really a problem or is it just one guy with a bone to pick? Like it could have been handled so much better.
2: Yeah. That's, that's my working theory is that Kenny Williams, who I don't, I think is one of the least intelligent executives in sports, but I think, I think he's falling on the sword a little bit for the silent minority who doesn't want Drake in there.
1: You Um, would think,
2: you know, I, my personal guess is that it's Brett Lurie. Um, if, if we're looking at the, the personalities in that clubhouse, yeah. um, you know, cause I'm sure Drake probably drinks some of his red bull and probably plays with his dirt bike. Um, so do you think that this is the kind of thing that brings players together in like a us versus management deal or does just everything get decimated here?
1: I, I think, I think it's a mess in there That's because you gonna... know, there's some players in there who are just a little annoyed by the kids around. But they can't say anything now for right. sure.
2: Mm, I agree. Because
1: they're, they're going to be the bad guys with guys like Sale and Eaton. Yeah. It's just the whole thing's a mess. What do you think about seeing um, little Victor and Miguelito and some of the kids in the Tigers clubhouse?
2: See, I like it, but I don't deal with them every day. Like if, right. if they were there, you know, if I were on the Tigers, I mean, that's the dream. I I could see that being a little obnoxious. Now they said that Drake is constantly like getting yeah. seeds for people and shining cleats and stuff, which you know that definitely helps. Um,
1: but I think that I've never you see the Tigers kids in the clubhouse or hear about them in the clubhouse like every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But you, I, I don't. There's not a constant flow of those kids, is there?
2: Not not that I'm aware of.
1: I think they I think the Tigers have a better understanding and balance there, yes. and if they don't. Uh, Al may want to just get the get the temperature on that.
2: Yeah, definitely. This this feels like something that every general, general manager is looking at. Like, okay, is this a problem for us? Which hopefully right. for the Tigers. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, it hasn't even come close to being a problem.
1: No, I, I think I think the Tigers are in a much better position with it.
2: All right, so we've reached the point in the spring where we've decided that we are ready to do our two early uh, roster predictions. This is how we both have it broken down. Um, we have locks, bubble guys who are in the 25-man roster going north, and bubble guys who aren't. Um, I'll, I'll read off some that I'm assuming we agree on. Okay. Are you ready? McCann? Yeah. All right. Cabrera, Kinsler, Iglesias, Castellanos, Upton, Ghost, JD, Victor. Salty? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Romine and Avilas
1: uh romine i'm circling as you go here romine
2: and avilas yes okay verlander Anyball, zimmerman and big pelf
1: right with the eye thinking that sanchez may start on the dl
2: that that's also true i mean we'll have to, to i get... have a
1: question mark by him so that may free up an opening
2: day space but depending how you look at it uh k rod justin wilson mark low absolutely yeah. all right and my other two locks are verhagen and blaine hardy
1: You have Verhagen. I would say right now, yeah, Verhagen. Um, Blaine? Blaine has pitched himself into a situation where he's not a lock.
2: I agree to a certain extent because he hasn't been great. But I don't know. I have a hard time ignoring everything he did last year over spring training. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't... You know, lights out, Greg Holland, great, but he was pretty stinking good, especially for us when we needed him to be good.
1: Okay. Let's, let's put him in. Let's put him in. I'm circling him. Alex Wilson. What's his status?
2: I read something. He's in if he's healthy. Oh, absolutely. I read something today that he thinks he's going to be ready, but obviously that means very little. Uh, No no players ever not said they're going to be ready.
1: So if he starts on the DL, that leaves us two bullpen spots. Yes.
2: Two bullpen spots. Um, an outfielder spot and a fifth starter spot.
1: Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Okay. So I am going to say uh, Kyle Ryan.
2: Yep. I, I have him also.
1: And um, so that leaves us one spot. I'm going to say Ron Doan.
2: Yep. That's who I And
1: I said to. that two weeks ago and I, I, I'm probably going to stick with him. Yeah. Cuz I don't see anybody else that's really like right there
2: ready. No, the only other guy I had on the on the bubble was um was Parnell.
1: Yeah, and he you could take the loser of the fifth starter job. So that would be Green. Yeah. If Boyd uh oh, let me let me put it this way. Um if Green does not make that spot, Green could go in, but I don't think Boyd
2: would. No, I don't think so. I definitely don't think they're going to carry make sense? four lefties out there. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't see Green, um, taking that last spot. I, I think it'll more okay. be Ron, Rondone, which you know, I, you know, we we know He's nothing. W- but, right, he's more
1: suited to that role, I
2: suppose. Yeah. It's a shame but, Nesbitt got hurt because he was really pushing for yeah. a while there.
1: Yep, Nesbitt was would would have been an option. I mean, I'm trying to look at the the who else is there? Jeff Farrell probably isn't ready. Jose Valdez, he's, is had, that a, like,
2: he's had a decent spring, but I, I don't think he's even close to, to pushing Rondone, I wouldn't think.
1: Um uh, Montrell was uh sent down. Montrell Robinson, Robertson. Uh Nesbitt got hurt. Hyro Labort? <laughs> I don't know. He was then down, I think. Yeah, he, he hasn't pitched above A, I don't believe anyway. He's just, I'm just looking at the 40-man roster. Gotcha. Uh, where are the invites
2: here? I don't know. Kensing and, and Britton are pretty much the only two that have thrown consistently. This. this... Inge-
1: Jimenez, you know, Jimenez is too
2: young. Yeah.
1: I mean, so it's got to be, there's no more options.
2: Yeah, it's essentially, it essentially has to be Alex Wilson or Rondo. Yeah. Depending okay. on depend on health. I'm glad we decided that.
1: Now, fifth outfield spot is got to be Winton Bernard. Still think it is.
2: Gotcha, okay. I, I took I took Tyler Collins just simply the left handed bat, though I, I have very little conviction. I could I'd rather see Winton, but I, I think that Collins...
1: Winton's going to do a few things for you. He's going to um, spend some time in center field. He's a center fielder. I mean, I don't want Tyler Collins playing center field for me. I, I haven't watched a ton of spring training, but I did watch some. And Tyler Col- Collins looks a little bit like a lost puppy in yeah. center field. I I want Winton out there. He's going to um, pinch run for you. That's true, yeah. Where he's going to be a, a, a you know a faster option than Collins when because you, you're thinking about a, a kind of a not a utility guy but a, a piece that's going to work on your bench, so I want him as a pinch runner, um, and we're going to hope that um, what's his face comes back.
2: Uh, Cameron Mabin. Cameron Mabin, thank, thank you. you. It sounds like uh, the latest MRI suggests that he will be he will not be ready for the start of the year, which I think no. is pretty much what we knew.
1: Winton would be a perfectly uh, appropriate fill in for a couple weeks.
2: So some of the bubble guys um, that we don't have in Holiday, of course, which he could fill the the fifth starter spots um, for for ten right. days. Um, also, Stephen Moya, I think, is the other natural um,
1: fit. Moya needs some time in
2: AAA. Yes, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Um, we actually didn't have any Twitter questions this week about Stephen Moya. You believe? Hey, that? yeah. Um, also,
1: Dixon Machado.
2: Yeah, I like Dixon. Dixon. Dixon is a is a on the team. is a great guy to have at AAA. Yep, second, I would agree third, with that. short. Any any problems, he can help you out. And what I'm a little bit bummed about is Casey McGee. I really want him. Oh, to hits
1: ac- McGee. Yeah, I
2: want him to accept the the assignment to Toledo. Just chill there, Casey. We will be back for you at some point this year. I guarantee it.
1: You think so? Where does he find time? He, if Castellanos is playing
2: an injury, I mean, between right. you know. Victor, Maggie uh, Castianos. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Does he play
1: but anything but third
2: base? He can play first too. He's played first this spring.
1: First, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, one more thing before we get to your power ranking, uh, power rankings. Justin Upton still hitting two thirty one this year, this spring with eleven Ks. Are yep. you concerned?
1: No, no. I'm still not concerned. Rise. Power rankings. Yeah. Are you ready for power rankings? Oh, so ready. Okay. Why am I asking you if you're ready? You're ready. If I just started, you couldn't do anything about it. We have choices. We have, again, uh, models of minivan. It's still available. Solid choice. And we have hollow.
2: Holidays. Well, not
1: is, Brian Holidays, but Holidays.
2: Did you look at the the Twitter feed? We actually had a question this like today asking for no. power rankings of Holidays. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh. let's see who who was it? Um not Daniel Norris. Oh. Which is uh I'm I'm assuming the you know, inspired by by you. Oh. So I so don't, anyway, don't, don't
1: don't pin that evil on me.
2: <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's do Holidays. That's what what everyone wants to hear.
1: All right. So, again, we have the top seven and the bottom three. Um, And number seven is coming in at Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day, you get the day off because it was from the labor unions or whatever. They got us a day off. So that part is good. Mm -hmm. And also football starts around that time. That's true. That's pretty much all.
2: All it has going for it, in Traverse us. City, there is more than that. It means the tourists are going home after Labor Day, which, which is you appreciate. A welcome signed yes.
1: So maybe your maybe this slides up the the rankings a little bit for you, but for me, it's seven because everything else about Labor Day is bad. This is the end of summer. You hmm. need to go back to school. You need to go back to work. It's like staring death in the face. <laughs> this is like one. This is like last rites. Labor Day.
2: Yeah.
1: Number six, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I don't like Halloween. I don't either. You get candy. Candy's good. Mm -hmm. Reese's peanut butter cups are good. I like candy corn. Ugh. Don't say corn candies. It's candy corn. Don't tell me otherwise. But everything else about Halloween, I don't like. People like dressing up and scaring people. I, I hate that foolishness. Yeah, Like, I will refuse to go to a haunted
2: house. Yeah. And you know the thing about candy is we're adults. We can just buy candy for ourselves yeah. whenever we want.
1: We have candy all the time. It just makes us fat. Like, I want a couple of Reese's peanut butter cups, and that's all I should be having. <laughs> I don't need a drawer full of candy. Yeah, you, you got get you got to man like your kids like it, but you have to manage your children and you got to get them a costume and you got to follow them around and make sure, you know, creepers don't get them or it's kind of a pain.
2: Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I agree. I, Halloween's not on my top top ten list. Whatever. Everything
1: about it just is tacky and cheap. Who's buying a nice Halloween costume? Nobody. It's just cheap. It's awful. All right. <laughs> Number five, Memorial Day. Memorial Day is nice because, again, you get the day off, which is an important factor it has going for it that Halloween does not. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you have, you know, the dawning of springtime, which is very nice. Um, But we have to talk about Memorial Day. It's a little morbid, right? I mean, Memorial Day, we're talking about people who have died and going to the cemetery, even the parade is a little bit more morbid than your normal parade.
2: Yeah. Loki, I've never been to the cemetery on Memorial Day. Do you not like freedom? I, I do like freedom. It's just it's never come up on my schedule. Okay, fine.
1: That's Memorial Day's number five. Four is New Year's Day. Mm. New Year's Day is number four. A lot of college football. Um, my family and I have had some good Traditions on New Year's Day because New Year's Day uh, we'd always go bowling. Oh, because you're looking for something to do
2: on New Year's Day, and you can't do anything outside.
1: You're right. The weather's crappy. Uh, You want to spend time together as a family, but you're sick of being like inside all together. So we would go bowling, which is fine. It's very nice. So I like New Year's Day. You know, what? Why it's down the list a little bit is it's a. Only a week after Christmas. Like you probably, if you could pick another holiday time, you'd want it spaced out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're a little holiday intense at that time. (laughs) Number three is 4th of July. Unless you're Jason Pierre Paul, you have to love the Fourth of July because it's it's outside. The weather is usually good. You're grilling. You're playing beanbag, cornhole, toss. Um, you're camping. Whatever you know. Get, maybe you're opening up the pool or finally enjoying that first nice weather. Fourth of July is awesome. You see the fireworks. You know if you're um, you're in a te- you're a teenager and you're really like found that girl or guy, you're going to go to the fireworks and you try to put her out, put your arm around. It's just nice summer time for the July. Yeah. <clears throat> Any comments on that? Jordan?
2: No, you're, you're good. America. Oh. That's, that's all right. All.
1: <laughs> Number two, Thanksgiving.
2: All right. Thanksgiving is
1: great. Again, you have football. Unfortunately for people in Detroit, it's, it's bad Lions, football, yeah. but you make up with, for it with food and a high quantity of food. Um, my grandma stuffing, so good. Uh, my mom-in-law puts on a huge feast, and it's terrific. Um, you know, turkey, and you know, you gotta have all the traditional
2: Thanksgiving stuff:
1: mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie. It's centered around
2: eating, really. Absolutely. My, my main issue with Thanksgiving is there's not there isn't cheese on anything. Like, can't we have one cheese dish in this rotation? Oh, yeah.
1: You got to get cheese sauce for the
2: vegetables. There we go. i I, I take that.
1: Yeah. So broccoli, cauliflower, maybe some Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts. So. And you put the cheese sauce on it. That's really good. Um, Or you could make uh, corn casserole with cheese on it.
2: That would work, too. i take that. All
1: right. So Thanksgiving is good. It's very, like, warm and cozy and family time. Thanksgiving. Number one, I'm not even going to let you guess because everybody knows what it
2: is. It's opening day.
1: No, no. Opening day is good, but it is Christmas. Christmas has the most traditions, the most family time, the most stores closed, the most time off, the most fuzzies, the most, you know, footy pajamas, the most joy, the most children being happy. It's the most of everything. It's the most best holidays. Christmas,
2: yeah, can't, can't disagree. Absolutely Nobody disagree. It's Christmas. No. <laughs>
1: Even Jews and Hindus love love Christmas. I'm do, do that. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: proud. Of. I should ask Grosh. Grosh, I'm sure loves Christmas. Um,
2: I, <laughs> I have some guesses for your your bottom though.
1: Bottom three. Yep. All right. Do you want to take a shot at one?
2: I'll take New Year's Eve.
1: Ah, uh, New Year's Eve is absent. Oh, okay. it's not. I guess it's a holiday.
2: It's ta- it, it it. You it's know they, they talk cheap. about this on How I Met Your Mother, which apparently is all I mention on this show. It's all it always. It never lives up to the hype.
1: Yeah, right. It's
2: just so meh.
1: It's cle it's cliched. Like you get the same stupid ball show. and It's stupid.
2: Yeah, all I right. Agree. On with your actual list.
1: Okay, the worst three. So third from the worst is Saint Patrick's Day.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah,
1: Saint Patrick's Day. You don't get the day off unless you're an alcoholic, <laughs> and. The beer is fine. You can go drink green beer or whatever, but you're celebrating an ethnicity, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you fake being Irish. Like I don't, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe I'm just not
2: with it. Point of clarification: Does the green beer make your pee green?
1: Mm, I don't. Maybe. All right. You do scientific experiment, and get back
2: to us. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, if, if you're listening and you know the answer to that, tweet us.
1: Number second to worst is Valentine's Day. Agreed. Valentine's Day is supposed to celebrate love, hmm. but it doesn't really. It celebrates a cheap knockoff version of love where there's cards and candy and cutout construction paper hearts, but... Not a lot of actual love. It's
2: just expensive. That's all it is.
1: It's just posture. You got to buy something for your significant other. And it's just some trash that they don't need.
2: You know, uh, a, there's got to be a better way. The giant teddy bear. Vermont teddy bears. Is that what they're called? Maybe.
1: It's still all expensive. And it comes every year. Can we do it like the Olympics? Like the
2: least? World Cup? Yeah. Every, every, every
1: four <laughs> years. It would make it more special. It would be cheaper.
2: All right what's the last Could you
1: write hallmark about that
2: i'll 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 write him a, a handwritten legal pad. Thank you letter.
1: The worst holiday is Columbus Day. <laughs> Columbus Day is crap on so many levels. First of all, you don't get the day off mm-hmm. you're celebrating something that was a horrible event for millions of native people yeah okay um we're celebrating our the arrival of Europeans to this continent, like that's pretty ethnocentric and self-centered. Like, Oh, white people came. Let's have a holiday about it. Like I get it's significant, but beyond the fact that there's like this dynamic is like, everybody wants to complain about that dynamic. Hmm. Like I just did. And so (laughs) it's a holiday. You're not allowed to even celebrate. So why have it? Oh, it's awful. And but it's – so it's good for like stores. Art Van Furniture is going to have a sale or something like that. Some used car dealer is going to have a Columbus Day sale. Nobody likes Columbus Day sale. And the bank is closed and the post office is closed. It ruins your – it's just stupid. I agree. It's
2: the Boom. worst. Holiday. That's a good list. That that might be your best power rankings yet.
1: They're all good,
2: Jordan. <laughs> 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 All right. Are you ready to move on to the Twitter questions? We have yes. some. Do- we have some
1: doozies this week. Do
2: we? <laughs> a doozy or two. Okay. A L D Land. I don't know if that 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 means something. I should probably shouldn't spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out people's Twitter handles. No. Um, do you believe that K Rod will hold up any better than Joe Nathan? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I don't. I don't know why. Because I feel like they're similar age when they got here. Just. I don't know. I'm I'm so over Joe Nathan. Anything. Just give him K-Rod.
1: What was the infatuation with the Tigers players that remained with Joe Nathan? Did he? they really just have so much respect for him? that With the fat head on the bullpen door and all this stuff?
2: It seems hard to believe, but I guess that would be the only explanation. I don't know. He
1: just seemed like kind of a pouty wuss the whole time.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially with the whole, his whole back and forth with the fans. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Maybe it's just because he pitched lousily. Yeah better not daniel norris wanted the power rankings for holidays brian holiday may be an acceptable answer oh this is this one's for you alex savoda favorite death on the list of unusual deaths oh man
1: i haven't consulted the, the list of unusual deaths in a long time i'd have to look it up and get back to you all right
2: next week we'll. it gives
1: me a good question. excuse to read the entire <laughs> list of unusual deaths again
2: <laughs> all right adam langworthy asked did blaine hardy assassinate abraham lincoln
1: Oh, maybe <laughs> to the best hole no, of- is James, oh, is that what the joke is? Like yeah, he looks like Wilkes Booth.
2: they don't look unsimilar i mean it's it's not like a debt ringer, but I can see where he's coming from here.
1: okay, put this side by side up on twitter
2: okay well how about how about Adam? How about you do that for us?
1: Yeah, we'll retweet it. It
2: feels like something that's way too difficult for yeah, we're too us. We're so lazy. Um, Robert. So anyway, the answer is hopefully not. It feels like something that we wouldn't want to endorse of our favorite player. Um, Robert Baker says, I'm a Purdue, Tottenham, and Tigers fan. Will it ever be okay?
1: Um, Purdue? Purdue no, per, no. Purdue is kind of trash, I hate to say.
2: Mm-hmm. All around, but, really.
1: They're like the also-ran of the Big Ten. And also, there was Purdue. Like they're just existing there. Yeah. They're like Purdue is like the yellow pepper you buy at the store and you think, Oh, this might be good. I'll use this. And then it just sits on your counter and it just rots and you end up throwing it away and nobody really cares about it.
2: Wow. Tottenham. If you're a Tottenham fan, sh- yeah, this should be the time of your life. They will never do better than they're doing this year. They're currently in second with a chance to, to maybe win the title.
1: I like Tottenham. I'm gonna to have to get on the Tottenham bandwagon if my freaking magpies get
2: relegated. Yeah, I hate to say it, but that's looking more and more. Li- how would Rafa, you? I'm how did Rafa, you guys though. pull Rafa? I, I that happened when we were traveling. I looked up and like, yeah. well, since when is that? he's a massive manager? I couldn't we're believe. We're
1: a big it. club. We, that's- we. I'm using the we. We are a big club.
2: That's it's true. You, historically, you guys are just. I couldn't believe it.
1: I say we like I belong to something.
2: That's the thing about sports. I, I am firmly in the in the favor of we. Yeah. If you can't yeah. belong to, you know, Tigers, Man United, Newcastle, like, I mean, that's, that's as much of being a part of something bigger than ourselves as most of us have in life. So why not?
1: If people think, you know, they can dress up like Harry Potter or something <laughs> and be part of that world, why can't I use we?
2: Yeah, exactly. And Tigers fan, this is the year. We win it all this year. Um, okay. Don Porter says, what is your dream team? If you could pick anyone to announce a tiger's game?
1: Uh, I don't know. Do you know?
2: Gotta be Ernie.
1: Ernie. Well, yeah. And, um, who's the guy who always yells on Fox about everything? um,
2: Uh, you know, Gus, Johnson.
1: Gus (laughs) Gus Johnson, (laughs) Ernie and Gus Johnson. That's who I want.
2: And Donnie doing the, uh, um, what's his name? Ken Rosenthal gig
1: the sideline reporting you <laughs> would be actually don kelly would be a heck of a sideline
2: reporter let's get we? Him? we should tweet him I don't, i'm assuming he's never had the idea but as long as we can get that in his head i think we might see that happen
1: he's not on twitter you'd have to like really get in touch with that
2: like write him but a legal pad <laughs> letter
1: yeah you'd have to mail him a letter with a stamp uh he, he's still playing though He's not broken enough to call it quits. Ball players really need to be broken before they understand it's time
2: to be done. I will be sorely disappointed if he doesn't sign a one-day contract with us before he (laughs) retires. I would be too. All right. Kevin. Always a tiger. Well done. Uh, Kevin Essebaggers um, asked salty or holiday for the number two catcher. If holiday, what to do with salty? What are the options? Also, is it more, is it me or does Upton swing look late and awkward a lot? What's up in parentheses ton with that? I figured you would appreciate that part. I, I don't. <laughs> um, it's going to be salty. <laughs> holiday is going to be gone. I talked about that. And I do agree. It. I mean, I haven't seen Upton swing a lot, but he does kind of have an awkward looking cut. I mean, I, I can see where he's coming from. I'm not worried. Oh. <laughs> All right. We'll 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 check back in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Steve Kelly asked, uh, how does Andrew Romine's hair remain so perfect even after he removes his batting helmet? Hashtag Andrew Romine forever.
1: It's like incredibly photogenic runner guy that was a meme for a while. Yeah, he... I'm telling you, Chris... uh, Romine is like the Chris Tomlin of baseball. He just always looks perfect, has his life together. Even if it's not going so good, it's just always... Andrew Romine is somebody you'd want managing your financials for you. He just looks reliable. Hedge fund guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's just incredibly white and clean cut and... Just buy the book on everything. It's yeah, like. dependable. Yeah.
2: All right. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at Podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And once again, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, that would be lovely. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week?
1: Um, you know, if you don't believe in your bracket, no one will. And I believe in you. Your bracket will overcome.
2: Yeah, and next week we'll hear uh, live observations from Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah, next week I will be in Florida and leave all you sorry suckers up here in the Mitten State.
2: Yeah, I look forward to seeing. you got to post lots of pictures. That's what we all want to see, pictures.
1: Yeah, pictures. I mean, spring training pictures are like puppy pictures. People hardly can get
2: enough. Absolutely. Um, And with that, we will talk to you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye.